Hanging with Chu, the podcast where I talk to the people in my life. I'm your host, Jay Chu, and I hope you enjoy. So, how are you doing today, Nat? Pretty good. It's been a long day, but a good day. Yeah. Could you introduce yourself a little bit for us? Yeah, sure. Hello, I am Natalie. I am a second year undergraduate student at McGill University, majoring in computer science. I live in Montreal. Because uh, of the pandemic, those are the only interesting things about me right now. I like how everyone uh, starts off by saying, actually, it was only you and Quinn that started off by saying that they are students. Actually, no, I think all three, all of you guys start off. I think being a student is a huge part of our identities that we just, it's like the first thing that comes out of our mouths. Yeah, especially right now, it's it's the only thing I do other than cook. I I cook. I sometimes I clean my room, and I do my classes and my work, my research, all of the above. Yeah. Speaking of it's cooking, just, your tacos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I actually haven't made tacos in a while. It's been a while. I I think last time was, like, maybe senior year. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I know, you know, maybe I made last summer, the summer before, right? I don't know. It has been a long time. I mean, that I've cooked time. for you guys because, you know, things are weird. Yeah, I, that means because we haven't had your tacos in a while, that means I haven't listened to the taco song in a while. Well, I think that's good <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. I haven't had to listen to that song in a while, and I, for one, am a better person for it. Well, I miss that song, and I think everyone else that was there misses it, too. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, man. So, well, tell us, um, so I know you're interested in, in geology, so could you tell us a little bit of what you've been doing with that? Yeah, um, I have a minor in geology, and... I put a large portion of my time towards geology at school just because it's actually my main interest. And my ultimate goal is to go to grad school for geology. So last semester is when I really got involved, both in terms of my course load and other stuff at the school. I'm now the VP comms for the geology society at my school. And I took two classes, mineralogy, which is something else, and geology in the field, which I've got to say is a pretty weird class to take in an online format. Um, but it was still probably the best class I've ever taken. And what type of rock is your favorite type of rock? That's a really hard question. Do you want like a specific one? Um, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, that's a big ass fan. Here, I'll go Give first. I'll go first. I like from my experience in earth science, uh, igneous rocks are pretty smooth and like very glossy, glassy. And they're pretty cool looking, so I, I'll say igneous The rocks. word for that is vitreous. Vitreous. Like, mm -hmm. cool. 
vitreous rocks. They're my favorite type yes. of rocks. How about you? I love rocks with a Widman Stotten pattern. And could you describe that for us? <laughs> so, Widman Stotten patterns are cool because you're only ever going to find a Widman Stotten pattern in a rock that didn't form on Earth, which means you are holding something in your hand that came from space. And a Wittgenstein pattern is essentially crystallized iron, and it's an interlocking cross-hatched pattern of an iron-nickel alloys that kind of come at a 90-degree angle, and you get this just really cool pattern. Um, one of them, oh God, what are they called? Taenite, and I forget the name of the other mineral, but they're both iron-nickel alloys. So like meteors, meteorites. Yes. Oh, you have one. Yeah. Oh wow. For the, I mean, right now we're FaceTiming just so we can see each other, <laughs> and she showed me. It was pretty cool. It looked like someone had like drawn, like on a piece of rock. That's what it looked like for those who who don't yeah. know what it looks like. Yeah, they're pretty cool, and the yeah, so it's interlocking crystallized iron patterns of. Camasite and taenite. It's pretty cool, especially when you imagine how old it is.、Mm -hmm. Because the reason it doesn't exist on Earth is because Earth hasn't been around long enough for iron to crystallize. Oh wow! And you have one of those in your possession. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And how did you get into rocks, into geology? <laughs> I have loved rocks for as long as I can remember, but I think the earliest proof that I have is, I think my fourth or fifth birthday. My parents took me on a trip to Howe Caverns,、mm -hmm. and there's a pic of a chubby four or five year old Natalie in a cave, just having the time of her life. Yeah, <laughs> and now my entire room is covered with rocks. My desk drawer is filled with rocks. So is the side cabinet, my shelf, and my windowsill. And so is your future. <laughs> In a good way. In a good、yeah. way. I hope so. I hope so. Computational geoscience、mm -hmm. is my field of choice. And I know,、um, me and you, we've talked about、uh, some of your music tastes before, and how you like、uh, Billy Joel. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I remember you went. I think it was a couple years ago for your birthday. You got to go to one of his shows in New York City.、Was、yeah,、it? I did. That was probably the best night of my life. Do you usually do you go to concerts a lot? I mean, I grew up where I grew up, so yes.、Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, concerts all summer. You know, not now, not anymore. Um, but yeah, I do. Every so often, Train will come on.、Mm -hmm. I've been to quite a few Train concerts. I remember.、Uh, I... Wait,、uh, that how like one time we went to the Matchbox Twenty concert. That was a fantastic night. It was the night before my birthday a few years ago.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seems like a while ago, but I had never or. I had never heard of Matchbox Twenty before, 
So the entire night, I was just confused. But there was this one song that, like, I unwell, unwell, and I just remembered it. I'm like, I know this song. I don't know how I know it, but I know it. And I listened to that song earlier today, and it made me think of you because I remembered how much you liked that song. Yeah. You raved about it for weeks afterwards. Yeah, it's a good song. I mean, it's a great song. I like a bunch of their songs, but in that moment, that song, like. It just really hit the mark for me. Yeah. That one and Overjoyed. Overjoyed. Yeah. You know that one? I do. Off the top of your head or no? Yeah, that's a I good did. one. And also Sleeping at the Wheel. I remember you playing it in the car. I was just about to say that one. Good one. <laughs> like, when you, would, when, when you would drive, you would just play that in the song, like, play that in the car. And I just remember that. I'm like, Sleeping at the Wheel, that's a nice selection for what we're doing right now but yeah yeah you know what a song you would like what um i believe in everything it's 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 a bonus track on the north album you would like that one a lot i'll check it out later i believe in everything yeah and what's your philly what's your favorite billy joel song well, that, that's just cruel. Why would you ask me that? That depends on what mood I'm in. Because there's a Billy Joel song for every mood. Well, I know my favorite song, so, you know. Which is? Oh, uh, it's Vienna. Oh, that's a fantastic one. Vienna. It's right up there with scenes from an Italian restaurant. I do not know that song, but... I only know a couple of Billy Joel songs, but... I know... I think my heart just skipped a beat and not in a good way. I know Piano Man... Honesty Classic. and Vienna off the top of my head. Yeah. I, fun fact, <laughs> this is somehow humiliating, but I'm proud of it at the same time. I was in the top 0.005% of Billy Joel listeners on Spotify last year. <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. I... For me, my my top artist was actually my guitar teacher. Like well, and, that's fun. And she has one album out, and and like I listened to. Well, she was my top artist. Let's just say that, and I'm pretty sure I was like near the top of her like her top listeners because, you know, her music isn't as mainstream as Billy Joel is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I call. I guess Billy Joel's mainstream, but he was probably more mainstream a few decades ago. Yeah, but yeah, I have a I have a lot of good memories with Vienna. A good friend introduced me to it, and it's and I'm I'm just not you, but someone else. Oh, it was it was like summer of my summer going into, uh, going to college. Uh, this, this friend just like said like like. They had found the song by Billy Joel. And then it turned out to be a bop, so, you know. Now it's my favorite Billy Joel song. Is there swearing on your playlist, or should I censor myself? Um, go for it. By swearing. Okay, I'm just asking for future reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and what have you been doing recently? Quarantining. Quarantining. Yeah. Because 
you had to go back to Canada for your classes, right? Yes. I mean, theoretically, I could have stayed at home, but I signed a lease and I'm paying rent either way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, might as well be here in a country with a more stable political climate. Yeah, I remember the last the last time that we went to Montreal was right before like right before COVID happened. It was like a week before I went got sent home from school. Yeah, actually, I never got sent home. I decided to leave before the borders closed. Yeah, it was that was a fun. I still like that was the last trip that we had, and. I don't, and like I remember that weekend. I think it was a weekend. Like, like there was a there was like the first case in like Saratoga, and yeah. so we were a little bit worried. So we're like, it's safer up here. And then as soon as we came back, we're like, <laughs> yeah, safer in a big international city than a small hometown. Yeah, I mean, but there were there weren't any cases in Montreal. There weren't any detected cases. There weren't any detected cases in Montreal. Yeah, that was a weekend. That was something for sure. I was exhausted because I had stayed up all night the night before finishing a project for my machine learning course. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that was honestly one of the worst weekends, like worst weekends of my life. Um, pretty horrible, but I did enjoy seeing you guys. So. Yeah, for us, it was, we didn't have, it was for us. Those uh, we went up to Montreal for our spring break, for like a weekend. We got an Airbnb. I bought my first drink, first <laughs> alcoholic beverage there, cause you know it was the drinking age was eighteen, and I still actually still have. I brought the the thing like the bottle the bottle back home, and it's like it's in my room along with my first non-alcoholic beer that I bought in Europe, in Germany, a couple years ago. Yeah, that's that's something. Yeah. Sometimes I forget <laughs> that it's legal up here. My roommate and I don't drink very often, but we did just order a bottle of wine with our groceries. We got delivered the other day. <laughs> Do you guys drink fancy wine? No, we drink really cheap white wine, and we drink the whole bottle in one go, and we play loud music. Like every college student should. Yeah, but it's usually like 2000s pop. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Two-person dance party. One time we were having a dance party in our kitchen, and the people across the street had people over, and they kept shining a laser into our kitchen. And then we were, like, dancing with them through the window. Wow. I mean, I guess people are friendly up in Canada. Yes, sometimes. For the most part. For the I most part. Yes. Yeah. But other than that, how have you been since the last time I saw you? I don't remember the last time I saw you. It's like summer. I mean, I had yeah. It must have been at Danny's or something. It was one of those last bonfires yeah. we had. Yeah, it was. 
it was still warm back it was during the summer it was still warm back then it was like definitely during, during the, the middle of the summer yeah yeah you were one of the few people i did want to see while i was home but my plans got screwed so. yeah covid's a bitch covid's a bitch i, I mean, spent my january 1st in the er yeah um could you tell us about what happened with you this break well i came home in early december i spent three weeks doing finals from dawn till dusk then the day before my last final my brother got covid and that's when the quarantine started and it hasn't stopped um and then like nine days into his isolation I got COVID, and then halfway through my isolation, I was so cooped up in my bed and in my room that I had back spasms that sent me to the ER. And they put me on really strong muscle relaxers, which I gotta say was pretty nice. <laughs> um, I waited out the last of my isolation. I lost my sense of taste and smell um finally got out of my isolation and the first full day i was free classes started and then a, two days later i came back to canada so and it, then i went back into quarantine so it so hasn't been a good break three more days no it wasn't a break at all <laughs> yeah i mean I think, for me at least, like I tried, I wanted to work over the break because I'm going abroad, or I'm planning to go abroad next fall to New Zealand. So I figured, cool. I figured I could save some money, but the place that I could have gotten a job was a nursing home, and they they were having their outbreak. It's still happening. Their cases are just increasing, and I'm getting emails like every other day about new cases. So, I decided not to work this break, and I've yeah. just been home. Yeah, my break wasn't long enough to work. At my school, we only get. I think my last exam was December twenty first, and I think the last day of exams for the school was the twenty second or twenty third. And classes started again on December 7th, but they were supposed to start on the 4th, but we petitioned, so they extended it by three whole days. <laughs> yeah. For us, I had a... I'm in the middle of a two-month break. What the... F My classes will start uh, middle of February, so about a month, a little less than a month from now. I'm going back February 5th. I think so we can select the whole school quarantine midterms. Yeah. But our classes end very late, I think. Yeah, that 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 I would not I would not trade my position for yours. Yeah, so it's a little tight cuz classes the last day of classes happens and then a month after that, month after the last day of classes, like my classes would be starting in New Zealand. So I'd have to finish up finals and then just head on out of here. You'd still have a whole month. 
well finals week is like another week and then i'll have like i don't I, they probably make me quarantine i think if though if because new zealand has like no cases right now yeah i guess it'd be one of the best places to go study abroad yeah it'll, i'm very excited for it actually yeah everyone's favorite joke is oh when you study abroad are you gonna come back to the u.s no <laughs> no yeah, you made your decision. You are very clear about your love for Canada over the U.S. Yes. Yes, I would give up my American citizenship for Canada. Yeah. I don't think I have to. But faced with the choice, I think that I would. Yeah, but... I hope that I don't ever have to move back. That's... Those are... There's a lot of reasons behind that, but... Yeah. But like I'd at like the to moment, move to Europe someday. That'd be fun. I'll move to Denmark or Sweden. I think. You know. Yeah, definitely one of the Scandinavian countries. My goal is to only move to countries that are higher up on the happiness index than Canada. And Canada's already in the top ten. <laughs> so there's only nine countries, or close to nine countries that you don't you move yeah. to. And I think all of them are in Scandinavia, except maybe New Zealand. I think New Zealand might be on the top 10 yeah. on the happiness index. I mean, so the U.S. is in like the 30s. Yeah, U.S. Isn't the, isn't the best place if you think about it, but we're so used to the United States that we tend to put it up there in our minds. Mm, I don't. I don't know who we is. Most Americans sure yeah i mean i think that was one of my favorite things about moving out was getting a new perspective yeah i mean I think that's... everyone should live in a different country no matter where they're from they should just try it i guess that's the point of study abroad yeah i mean i've been trying it for 12 years 10 years true but Actually... how much of your previous homeland do you remember um, I I'm learning more about Korea now. I, ever since I've went to but went back went to college. Ever since I've gone to college, I've been uh taking in more of Korean culture, and also Korean culture has been getting bigger in the United States. Also, yeah, it's so. a bit more mainstream with K-pop and everything. It is, yeah. But I'm, I'm still speaking to a future K-pop star. Uh, I changed, so now I'm no longer aspiring K-pop star. I consider myself a washed-up K-pop star. The The career like never went off, you know? I'm, it's, mm. I think it's a little too late now. As a, never too late. As a 19-year-old, I think it's a little too late for me to have my K-pop career. It's a little disappointing, yeah. I know, but... You know Sting? I I do. He's not a K-pop star. But you I, know Sting. I do. Know he Sting. was he was a like middle school or high school science teacher until he was in like his thirties or forties, mm-hmm. and then he dropped it and became a rock star. It's yeah. never too late. <laughs> yeah, that is my point. Well, you know, I think my my interest and enjoyment of music is enough. I can just bother the people in my life 
into forcing them to listening to me sing or perform or whatever, and that'll be good enough for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely I've seen your Insta, so. Yeah, have I? You haven't. You didn't leave a comment. I was really proud of some of the work that I put up there. I logged out of my Finsta a few weeks ago, so I haven't been on it. Don't take it personally. <laughs> I won't. I'll I'll make sure that your Rinsta follows my Finsta now, so you can keep up with all the con- all the exciting content that's put up there every ever so often. You're gonna make me mix my feeds. Of course, but who would oh who God. wouldn't who wouldn't want to follow my Finsta? It's a very it's. It's not about following your Finsta. It's about some sort of OCD about keeping them separate. <laughs> don't don't worry. The feed. I barely use my actual Instagram, so just think of it as replacing the old one with the new one. Hey, you're a psychology major, right? I am. How do I go out go about getting myself diagnosed with OCD? To a psychologist. What if I'm broke? Um, if insurance doesn't cover it, I think, I know a friend, at least for Vassar, like, you can talk to, you can talk to, like, the the therapists at your school and see if they could connect you somewhere. And if you tell them your, like, situation, they will try Mm -hmm. to find you a source or option from there. Interesting. Yeah. And... I've realized it's all like seeing a therapist in college is like even if because therapy is supposed to be preventative I think like people should use it as a preventative measure rather than like I'm already in trouble how do I get out card you know I mean I think it should be a bit of both though you can't always predict that something's going to happen no like no a trauma no but what I'm or... saying what I'm saying is like people who don't have problems like people like stake like it's getting better now but people used to stake stigmatize therapy but yes. I think it's a good I think it's getting better that people are going to therapy no, I... even if like they're not like at like at the way bottom Yeah, I think therapy should be for everyone, whether or not you think your mental state is healthy or not, because you can only grow as a person. And you just have to find the right person. And then once you and it's I've realized once you made that first step into seeing a therapist, it's like it's that's most of your obstacles that are in the way that's gone, because now like you won't Um... feel pressured. Yeah, for me, I think it's less of the social pressures and stigmas mm-hmm. and more of the financial hurdles as a college student. Does with rent? Does McGill have like school counselors or school therapists? Yeah, but things get complicated when you start mixing in um international health insurance um and they have school counselors but it's not like like you do one or two sessions it's not a long-term plan you know because it's too big of a school for that yeah i get that actually not really because uh faster isn't set up that way but I, i can understand that yeah yeah because actually 
this semester, a couple weeks ago, I started seeing the one of the school therapists. And it's been really helpful. Actually, it started off as me asking her for some help to like the last session we had, which was before break. I was just like complaining to her. And like, I would like, and like half the time, I didn't want her to say something back. I just wanted someone to hear what I was saying, like me complaining. And like, venting. yeah, venting. And like, I wasn't like really listening to whatever she was saying. I was just saying what I wanted to say and then be like, cool, this is great. Which isn't the way, I mean, I guess it is a way to use therapy, but no. Yeah, but I think the point is to get that feedback and grow. Yeah. Or heal or whatever you need to do. Yeah, I think for me, I just needed someone. I Because I, I, I felt like for me it was a good option because I wanted to complain, but I didn't want to deal with like having someone I know know like ha- like knowing what I complained about in my regular life and like having that confidentiality and having someone forced to listen to you because you like it's their job <laughs> it made it a lot easier for me to just say what I say what I wanted to say and then just like because I could leave it all there and I could like move on and just like get rid of all that what I wanted to say and just yeah. be there yeah, I should see a therapist. I could. I don't have enough fingers to count the number of traumas I experienced in the past year that I need to deal with with a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not counting a pandemic. Uh, yeah. You, I hope that, you know, it all works out because it's important, especially now because yeah. the pandemic isn't making it better. Yeah, I'm just compartmentalizing the fuck out of my life. Uh, Healthy coping mechanism. Uh, yeah. And spending all of my money on plants. I mean, we have a lot of plants. Yeah, I I know you're uh, into the environment and you know saving the planet. So, yes. having plants, yes. I think taking care of plants is a good thing. Yeah, between my plants and my roommate's plants and all of the plants that we share, in my apartment's a veritable greenhouse, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 plants in my room. Mm-hmm. And that is about a fifth of the plants we have in our apartment. That's impressive. I, I don't think I've ever cared for a plant that survived. <laughs> Honestly, a really nice, calming thing. You get to watch them grow. And I get to be jealous, because I'm pretty sure the snake plant in my roommate's room is going to be taller than me soon. Hey, it's okay. We are all our own sizes. And that's fine. Yeah, and I'm plum-sized. <laughs> that's fine, yeah. I'm also, I'm not that tall either, but, you know, life happens. I think happens. you hit average, though, right? I'm a little, I'm a little below, I'm 5 foot 7, and I think average is like 5 foot 9, at least in the US. Yeah. What's the average in South Korea? Uh, I think it's like 
174, 175 centimeters. And I'm like, uh -huh. I think, and I'm 170. So it's a bit closer. Yeah, it's a little, it's, I think Which it's, makes a, sense. <laughs> it's a little closer. But I was so. surprised, I because th when I went to Korea, like, two years, a couple years ago, like, I expected everyone to be shorter. But there, most, a lot of people were taller, so I was very surprised, very surprised. You know? Mm-hmm. But... You know, at least it's it's nice being it's nice being not too tall, I guess. At least that's the perspective you have to have. We won't have as many joint problems later on. Yeah, that makes sense. Cheers to that. So I've got some already. From swimming? Oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna be a hunchback too from coding all of the time. You just gotta focus on your posture. Yeah. yeah, I mean, speaking of, I mean, swimming. I know you were a varsity swimmer back in high school, and you that stopped swimming now, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I was also a varsity swimmer in high school. And you were not a varsity I also stopped swimmer. Swimming. You went to like ten practices. I, Do not. I was a swimmer for. I was a varsity swimmer for about the two months. The boys' team had no cuts. The boys' team had no cuts. But the boys' team was very good because our best player was state was the state champion the year before. So that just shows the caliber of our team. And yeah, and the caliber went down. And the I was close. A key, you got to lane eight or and, six. Or and six I, I was I was a no. I was a star. Yeah. I was a important member of the team. You were not. You. Were... Everyone was very disappointed when I had to quit. When I had to yeah, leave because. Then everyone got knocked down a peg. They were that much closer <laughs> to the bottom. Everyone was disappointed because you know when your star player leaves the team, it's it's you feel a little empty inside, you know. And I, like I'm, you just had to be the lead of the play. I know. It was. You it were was, good at that. You were not good at swimming. I was good at both. I think. I think I was even better at swimming, if I remember correctly. No. Yeah, I still have. No. To, actually, you know what's funny? I think so. One of the one of the members of the team like <laughs> took a video of one of my races, and then you can hear them saying, "Wow, Jay's actually doing well. That's surprising." Like you can hear that, and I, that just cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, I remember that video. Uh, I mean, I think there are multiple. You're, you're videos. pretty bad. There are multiple you videos. Some of them, uh, I hit my head while doing a flip turn. And Impressive. Then, yeah, I hit my. It was, it was an interesting experience. I if I, I swimming was very tiring. I would take a nap after practice, after dinner, before and then like so that which was at like I don't know six seven o'clock at night. So then I wouldn't be able to go to sleep, at night, which was pretty bad, but. I was just so tired after practice. Yeah, I I felt like I almost died. That was I, eight years of my life. Yeah. I felt like every practice, I was drowning. But they just kept on telling me to go on, and it was, it was really bad. One of my most disturbing and funny memories from varsity swim. Is the time the girl in the lane next to me said, Hey, coach, are we allowed to breathe this time? Yeah. We weren't. 
It's like running, except there's resistance and limited oxygen. Yeah. And everything's cold. I remember, like, when I was, when I was trying to breathe, like freestyle, I, I wouldn't breathe out. I would only try to breathe in, every time That's I could. How you should. No, but like, but if you don't breathe out, you breathe out when you're under the water. I wasn't doing that. I was just taking in water. I was just taking in air, and I was I was wondering why I felt like I was drowning, even though I was breathing in, and then I didn't realize that I like I didn't even know I was doing this until I thought about it. I just wasn't breathing out. I was just breathing in because I was so focused on the breathing in part. Because you know, it makes sense logically. Like you have to breathe in if you want to live. But yes, that is how biology works. But you know, no one tells you. No one ever tells you you have to breathe out. So it's unfortunate. I mean, I think that might also fall under common sense. But it sometimes when you're doing. When you are doing an activity like swimming, sometimes you forget to breathe out. I once forgot how to breathe for one stroke, but it was the most terrifying moment of my life.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know what it feels like to not be able to breathe because you forgot. Yes. Yes. But being a varsity swimmer really changed my perspective on don't, swimming. Don't. No. No. Okay. Now、you、I'm afraid of、like、the water.、Days. I think I have like, I, I'm like afraid of swim. Like every time we go to the pool, I don't like getting into the water because of、Never、varsity swimming. Like, no. Just, every every time I go to a hotel, my siblings are like, "Let's go to the pool." I'm like, "Please, God, no!" The last thing I want to do is get in the water. Yeah, I feel like I I get like I, I get very like anxious when I'm around water, like, because I'm like I don't want to drown. And I'm pretty sure I'm gonna drown if I go in there because that's what I remember last. I don't think it's anxiety if you're me. I was good enough at swimming that, well, I wasn't gonna drown.、Um, <laughs> I think it's just, you know, when you eat too much of a food and you don't want to eat it for a while anymore.、Mm-hmm. That's what I did with pools. It doesn't hurt. It. I mean, it doesn't.、Uh, it doesn't help that all of my most recent memories of swimming are associated with. Searing amounts of pain, so. Yeah, I I I I remember I was doing uh, the frog-legged stroke. I forgot what it's called, breaststroke, and like, it's a it hurts for like my joints were hurting, especially my knees. Like that's su- because you're doing it wrong. Surprising a lot, and I didn't. No one was teaching you because they expected you to know how to swim at varsity. Swim like at the varsity swim level. Like, no one tells you. You were not at the varsity swim level. You were at the lane eight. There's no cuts on this team level. They had they had tryouts. I coached middle schoolers <laughs> who swam faster than you. Actually, if you、uh, at the at the、uh, the record for like the ten year old girls matched my record for the fifty fifty yard freestyle. So I think no, actually I I beat that ten year old, the fastest ten year old. I was better than. So, what can you say? That you're barely faster than a ten year old. The fastest ten year old in Saratoga Springs. 
In, oh, just in Saratoga. Oh my god. It was it was posted up on the wall, of because we we swam at the Skidmore facility, Skidmore College, and they had like they, they had the 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 records for like I don't know like for some club teams, and there was the sharks the, team. Yeah, and it was the fastest ten year old, and I I yeah, beat that ten year old. That was the fastest ten year old on their team who swam at that pool in a timed environment. And I beat that ten year old. I would have beaten that ten-year-old in a race. I doubt it. I don't know. How much did you beat them by? Is it a real question? It was. It was by at least a solid second. Mm. And a second in all in swimming is a lot. You can like, you can cover a lot of ground or cover a lot of water in a second. So it was pretty good, you know. I think this is one of those times where when you don't have something nice to say, you just don't say it at all. It's okay. Go for it. <laughs> you were not a good swimmer, but I was proud of you for trying. Yeah. Okay. You guys, here's the thing. Like, I was under the impression that the, the men's swim team was horrible and that it would have been really fun and how it was fun. And it was like swimming in the pool. But it was not the case. I was like, because, yeah, it was just not the case. It was like, I felt like crying every practice. I wanted to quit. And the only reason yeah, I... Yeah, that sounds like swimming. It's not just how it is. The only reason I couldn't quit was because my dad told me I had to do an extracurricular activity. So I'm like... Fuck it! I'm gonna join. I'm gonna see if I get in. I get a get a role in the musical. And then you got the lead. Yeah. And everything I still worked have out. A newspaper in my bedroom at home. View on the front of it. Oh yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know it all. I still have it. If I never swam, I would have never joined the musical. So it's funny how life works. It is. And if I'd never visited a cave, I wouldn't have a drawer full of rocks. Yeah. And if I had never heard of Schrodinger's cat. Oh gosh, here we go. I would have never been a psychology major. Is that why you became a psych major? No, I don't know why I became a psych major. Actually, I do. I know why you became a psych major. Why? You told me so many times you wanted to become a psych major so that you could figure yourself out. I do. I that, I remember. Yeah. And also... I don't know if that's changed, but that's why you started. And also because I didn't really like school in high school, in middle school and high school. Because everything... Yeah, that was partly because of our friend group. Everything was so, like... No, but all the material that we would learn was just... I felt like I was never going to use any of that in real life. Yeah, me too. Remember physics? I <laughs> I remember physics. You want to hear something crazy? Go for it. My research advisor mm -hmm. recommended me recommended that I apply to a summer internship, research internship in mm -hmm. 
computational geophysics. Physics. I'm... And I'm applying. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Shanks is writing me a rec letter for it. Really? That's the kicker, yep. Yeah, Mr. Shanks would not write me a rec letter even if I asked him. Yeah, are you guys still on the outs? No, here's the thing. I was a great student. I was a model student in that class. Model? I provided entertainment in the classroom. I didn't fail the AP exams. What did you get again? I got double threes. I was very... I was... Because I messed up... Because I didn't do any studying outside of what we had to do in class. And I remember our our midterm exam, he accidentally printed off the same exam for when we were studying for the APs. Like that same multiple choice exam. So I only did one... I only did one practice exam for the multiple choice part for the AP exam, for AP Physics 1. And we spent the rest of the time focusing on AP Physics 2. And I was getting if I, I was getting a solid 55% every single time we took that exam. Like it was kind of it was kind of surprising how I would get a 55% like and we took like three or four tests. It was 55 every time, and I was kind of impressed with myself about my consistency, you know? So I knew what I was getting for AP Physics 2, for Physics 2, but for Physics 1, I was expecting a 4, but I made a bunch of mistakes in the Part 2. That is how your score goes lower. So, yeah. So I was a little upset. I got double 4s, but I can't be cocky about it because Shanks told me afterwards. He's like, wow, that's a shocker. Yeah, he might have told me that too. <laughs> but you know, double threes—it's bad, but it's good. It was good enough. I didn't fail anything, which made yeah. it worth it. My double fours got me out of taking college physics. So. Oh yeah, I'm not taking. I'm not gonna take physics. That's because you go to a liberal arts school. Yeah. Kind of glad. I don't have to take physics. Yeah, I gotta say, every time you talk about the classes you take or the amount of homework you do, I laugh a little bit. No, I just have to write a lot. That's true. I dropped a class because there was going to be writing in it. And I like writing, but I don't like writing when I'm forced to do it. Yeah, but it gets very stressful because with writing, you have to... Like, at least I commit a lot of time to it, so I start, like, two to three weeks beforehand. And, like, I feel I feel like I stress out if I don't do it. So, like, I and then since a lot of my classes are writing-based, I have to start my finals, like, in the middle of the semester. Like, if I know what I, what I have to write about. And I just mm-hmm. have to finish them one by one. Like, so this That's year... That's super nice. This year, I finished my first final like two weeks before like the end of classes and then like I would just have to keep on working on them one by one and then the last one was like finished like a week after classes had ended so just a month of writing yeah I had one final paper last semester for my geology in a field class I had to write about the geology of southeastern Quebec. 
Mm-hmm. It was like eight pages long. It was a lot. And I wrote it in about a day and a half. And I got a 90. So I'll take it. Impressive. I bullshitted a lot of it because I was in a rush. Um, but my prof said she should have made the question longest because she said it looked like I had more to write. I didn't, <laughs> but I'm glad she thought I did. Uh, yeah, I miss doing that tough sort of writing because, like, a lot of the scientific About writing. Schist? I mean, you, you miss- <laughs> where you can make stuff up, like, scientific writing, it's like half of it is you summarize. Like, half of it isn't the writing that takes time, it's the reading articles. And then yeah. you, and you just I, summarize I just... articles. Like you're you're writing, but you're just I realize I'm literally summarizing articles, like multiple articles for my paper. Yeah. I had a bit of difficulty with mine because a lot of the geology of Quebec is um written in French. So I was reading papers in multiple languages and trying to disseminate enough information to put together my own paper. It was a lot. Wait, did you do the thing? Cause on your phone, like if it, like for Google Translate, I think if you like put it to text. Yeah, the picture. Yeah, we tried that. I can that. read enough French to. I mean, I can't. I have that app. I just I can read enough French to get by. Can't speak a lick of it, but I can read it. Yeah, I can speak a little bit. Bonjour. Okay, I can speak more than that. Tuvez vous, tuvez vous. What? Merci. Merci beaucoup. Oui, oui. Oh, I'm. I'm, No, no. I remember. Okay, here's a funny story. Um. Did you take? You took Spanish in high school. I I took Spanish, but um, in like uh when I went to Europe, like summer, like. Like summer of my sophomore year, going into my junior year of high school, uh, we were in France, and like there was, it was like a, it was like a lady that was selling like sandwiches in the street, like mm-hmm. street food, and I didn't know what to say because I, I, I had like I had prepared like over Google Translate, like can I get this, but like I, I accidentally said like I accidentally asked like I said hi in Spanish. And then, like, I was asking her questions in Spanish because I, I just completely forgot. And then, <laughs> so I was in, in France. I spoke Spanish to try to order food. And it was... Nice. Did she respond? No, she just laughed at me. And everyone around me, all my friends were laughing too because it was a little funny, but... Yeah. But I would That's always... Fun. I would always try to like type in google translate like what i wanted and like so i could try to speak it and if that didn't work i would just ask them i would just type what i wanted and just show them because that makes it easier because i did that when i was in uh macau too like because i didn't speak the language so i'm like just point like show them my phone and like hopefully they understand it yeah I am now comfortable enough hearing French that when I walk into the grocery store and they say bonjour, ça va, I just say, ah, ça va. Bonjour, ça va. What does ça va mean? How are you doing? Yeah, it's just like, how are you? Bonjour, ça va. Ça va? Ça va? Ça va bien? 
Et toi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the limit of my speaking ability in French right now. But it turns out, like, I'm bilingual, but I struggle a lot with languages. Like, and learning new languages. Because I have to, I sing songs for, like, when I took voice lessons, I had to sing classical songs in different languages. And I would always, I just couldn't get it. Like, I did German, and, like, it failed. I did French, and it failed even more miserably. And, like, Spanish was okay, but, like, Italian was decent. But it just turns out I don't have a... I'm not talented in languages. Mm, I wouldn't say I'm very talented either. But it's interesting. Anytime I'm with a group of friends up here, Mm -hmm. almost everyone speaks more than one language. Mm -hmm. My roommate speaks Hebrew. and I have another friend who speaks Hebrew, but she also speaks English and French. And her roommates speak French. So when everyone's a little bit tipsy, they all default. So... You've got two people speaking Hebrew, you've got three people speaking French, and you've got me who's just tipsy enough on white wine, she can't keep up with the French, and no one is speaking in English. (laughs) That seems kind of like the mood. Is it? Is it? Because then I have a few other friends who like to converse in Chinese, and then yet two more who prefer Arabic, so... No, but I feel like it's it's fun or it's different to like speak in a different language when you're when you aren't sober. It feels different. It hits differently. Cause uh, yeah, sure. Cause does. like you you've like heard of the thing where like uh, like your personality changes a little bit like if you're if you're like multilingual between the languages. Interesting. Because, like, when I speak in Korean, like, I I can kind of sense that. So, like, just testing that out when you're, like, a little drunk or something. It could be interesting. I might try that later. Well, you know. Tonight? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't drink that much. I haven't drank in a while. Because I don't really like drinking that much. I remember. Yeah, so. I honestly don't enjoy it very much either. Not not often. Sometimes it's fun, but not not often. Yeah, for me it's like, it tastes bad, and I also don't feel great. So it's like a double negative, and it doesn't make a positive this time. So. I think the rule is two wrongs don't make a right. So. Mm-hmm. But maybe yeah, maybe it'll change. I don't think yeah, so. I'm still trying to figure out how people acquire a taste for it. Yeah, I I used to think. So I used to think because my first beer was non-alcoholic, so I thought it only tasted bad because it was non-alcoholic. Like I I figured like they had to make it taste horrible because like. That was just the process of making non-alcoholic beer, but it just tastes—it just tastes bad. Yeah, I think I've only had beer once in my life. Yes, during Flash, and it was gluten-free. It was horrible. 
And that'll be the last time I ever had beer. Yeah, but because I'm allergic to it. Yeah, but I think drinking seltzer water helps at least with beer. Because seltzer water, like once you grow accustomed to how seltzer water tastes, sparkling water, it's really not that far off from beer. But yeah, alcohol. Sparkling things make me very nauseous. Yeah, alcohol is illegal, and we do not condone drinking if you are underage. Especially in the United I'm, States. I'm legal. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm not I'm younger than you and I'm legal (laughs) (laughs) that's so weird I never thought about it that way yeah but they didn't even ask for ID when we ordered it over groceries which is really weird I'm it's probably the culture too no Mm. I don't know I don't think it's that much different no, it's not as heavily scrutinized as it is here. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say because I didn't go to high school or anything here. So I, it's hard to know what the opinion was like a few years ago if I'd been younger. Yeah. But, that's... but as it happens, I turned 18 a few days after I moved here, so. Yeah, but that's like something, it's a new experience. Even though you didn't grow up there, you have your background from Saratoga. And now you get to move to a different place and take what you've learned and also absorb the new culture and just learn from that. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. It's honestly awesome. Kind of sucks that I'm stuck in my apartment, though. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I want to do, and I can't do much of it from here. But soon you'll be able to do them. In about three days. Yeah. And then, however long it takes everyone to get vaccinated and start wearing masks properly. Yeah. Well, Nat, I think I think that's all the time we have today. But thank you. For coming on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hanging with Chu. I'm your host, Jay Chu, and I'll see you next time.